Happy Wednesday, everybody. How the heck is everybody doing? I am so happy to be back. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Life is Breath podcast. I know it's only been six days, but gosh, I am sorry that I haven't been haven't been posting podcasts recently. I have been crazy busy with final papers and final tests to prepare for and it's just been a whirlwind and I have been kicking myself because I've really been meaning to to get back into podcasting and I know it's it's weird it's on one of those off days it's on a Wednesday not a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Saturday, but I am going to be getting back into that regular schedule starting tomorrow, hopefully. And like, I I just apologize for not being back on the podcast, but I'm happy to be back. And I am pumped because we're in full swing of the holiday season. My family and I have a few holiday traditions that we have. I think that's pretty regular. Most families have a few traditions, but the one that I want to share with you guys today is that as a family, every year we go and see the theatrical version of A Christmas Carol at Hale Center Theater, which is a local theater here in Utah. Um, it used to be in West Valley City. Now it's um, they've got a new theater in Sandy, and it's wonderful, and we've gone every year for as long as I can remember. And I love it every time I see it. I really do. It's fantastic. They put on a phenomenal show. And as far as I know, it's the only show that they repeat every year or regularly. Like, I, know, I think that they they go through plays and they um, they have this this pattern where they, they just don't repeat things. Except for The Christmas Carol because it's, it's a classic. It's yearly. But anyway, I, I kind of lose myself for a second. But... Lindsay and I got to go to the show again this last Monday with my family, and I noticed something that I had never noticed before. I think that The Christmas Carol actually just gets better with time, but aside from it being in a different theater, um, still Hale Theater, but their new theater, I noticed a scene while Scrooge was being escorted here and there by the Ghost of Christmas Present. I already mentioned in my first podcast, I think, um my love for the speech given by Uncle Scrooge's nephew, Fred, about Christmas being a charitable and giving and wonderful time of the year. And for the first time, I saw something that led me to wonder why it is that we give at this time of year and why we're so encouraged to give. When I was younger, I remember being taught all the time around Christmas time and at church and school that giving gives us a good feeling like personally and that to me was enough motivation all the motivation I needed to go and give people the things that I had when I was in primary at church and on the playgrounds at school I would just give to people because it made me feel good Um, as I grew up I gained an even better understanding of why we give when I heard the words of the hymn and understood the words of the hymn because I have been given much Um, And the words of that hymn are, um, sorry, let me just pull it up real quick. Okay. So it says, because I have been given much, I too must give. Because of thy great bounty, Lord, each day I live, I shall divide my gifts from thee with every brother that I see who has a need of help from me. So... I 
I love this hymn, and I think it took me a long time to really figure out that giving to people was not just something that could um, make me feel good, but I began to change my tune a bit, and I began to give a lot more because I saw needs in other people, and it made it made the smile on others' faces bring even more of a light into my life, um, as I could tell that generosity from me or from other people could also bring light into their lives. Now, don't get it confused or anything. I, I still definitely gave to people because it made me feel good. But I also began to think that it made me look good um, to other people. And one thing, however, that never changed is that I loved giving and I loved service and I love giving people gifts. But the kind of giving that I was doing was not the kind of giving that I saw on Monday when we saw the Christmas Carol. In the scene that I'm talking about or referring to, there's a young family with a baby walking through the streets, and there are people that are going here and there and everywhere just going about their Christmas plans, and with Scrooge watching all of this, people just began to give freely of whatever they had to this couple simply because they saw a need. I think in the scene there was a gentleman that gave a scarf, and there was a couple gentlemen that gave um, a loaf of bread and some coins, and by the end of the scene, this couple's walking away with not only their baby in their arms, but food and money and provisions and, and just generally things to take care of their family, and... These people gave because, like I said, they saw a need and not because anyone was looking on that would have praised them for giving what they did or for what they gave. I mean, none of these characters were even really big characters to the, the plot line of the, the play, except for maybe, maybe two characters. But it just the whole atmosphere of the scene made me beg the question within myself, why do we really give to people? And the pattern of self-gratified giving that I described to myself earlier stuck around with me for a really long time. And I think I got, I got it kind of twisted, the reason why we give. And then when I was on my mission, I had an experience that changed my life forever that I want to talk about here. So this was about halfway, a little more than halfway through my mission. I was in, it was Christmas Eve in Lodi, California, which is just south of Sacramento. And I was with my companion, Elder Chambers at the time. And it was the end of the day. We were in our apartment. We were planning and studying together. And while we were doing all of our end of day wrap up stuff, we heard a knock at the door and I assumed that it was the other companionship of missionaries that we were living with trying to get back into the apartment. Maybe they lost their keys or something. But we opened the door and our ward mission leader, Brother Parker, was standing on the doorstep and he had an unmarked letter in his hand. And we just kind of chatted for a minute. I was kind of surprised that he was at our door. And then he handed us the letter and he said, I need you to take this to a family in the ward. You're not allowed to tell them who it came from. If they ask, just tell them it came from a friend. 
All he told us after that is that there were multiple people in the ward that contributed to this letter and not any one person was responsible for it. And then we said our goodbyes and we parted ways for the night. Elder Chambers and I decided together that we would need to get that letter to them right away so that they could have it on Christmas morning. And so we we left our apartment and went over to their house. When we got there, I was really excited and happy because I saw that their lights were on, which meant that most likely they were awake and still were hopefully willing to receive visitors. Um, but we, we knocked on the door and the father of the family came and answered the door. And we said hello and talked briefly and then we just handed him the letter. And he asked us about it. He asked what it was for and we told him honestly we didn't know what it was and we didn't know exactly who it came from but just that it was meant for him and his family and while we were standing there he opened the letter in front of us and pulled out an unmarked generic christmas card that wasn't signed by anybody but was full to the brim with 20 dollar bills something close to the amount of $400 or something worth of $20 bills. He stumbled back into his house and, and pumped into his couch and just leaned on his couch for a minute while his eyes filled with tears. And he looked at us and then motioned our attention to their tree, which had very few lights on it and very few ornaments and three unwrapped Christmas presents underneath. As I looked at their tree, tears began to flow down his cheeks, and he said, there were only going to be three presents under that Christmas tree this year. I guess we get to do some shopping tomorrow. Uh, I just, I remember writing in my journal later that night, being overcome with so many emotions because of what we had just seen, and... I think I wrote something, something like, I didn't need to see what I saw tonight to know that there are miracles, but it's so wonderful that Heavenly Father reserves special moments like that for people like my companion and I to witness. And what I realized that day, and that I know now, is that the true reason that we should give is because when we choose to give, we can make someone else's burdens lighter. Most often on the Life is Bruff podcast, we talk about trials and, and tests and how to overcome those and, and how to help other people overcome them, hopefully. And what I would hope that, that people get out of this message today is that when we give, we can help the Savior with an uppercase S by being saviors with a lowercase S as one of my dear friends would say. And this holiday season, we can, we can give because it makes us feel good and we can give because it makes others feel good too. But most of all, and this is my hope is that we also give because it makes the trials that someone else may be experiencing not feel like such a heavy trial, which I know makes our Father in Heaven and His Son Jesus Christ feel very happy. 
And if, if you want to serve anyone this holiday season, I would hope that you would want to serve them. What I pray for and hope is that your Christmas this year is very merry and very bright. And as it is so perfectly stated in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, freely ye have received, freely give. Until next time on the Life is Bruff podcast, have a wonderful week, have a wonderful evening, and remember to be strong and of good courage.